Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Old Nerd in the Gym podcast. This is Jerry, and Julie's sitting here with me now. And what's going on, Jules? Hi, Jerry. How are you today? I'm loaded with fun. How are you doing? Sounds like you're loaded with sugar. I've had candy bars! woo okay. Tiny little candy bars, but I still, I had yeah. two, and they're Speaking like... Speaking of tiny little kid-sized candy kid bars. Kid-sized candy bars? Talking about a kid-sized kid? Today. We're talking about kids! And getting them to eat less candy bars. Eating less candy bars and getting their butts off the couch. That's right. Put down the screen, boys and girls. We're Go outside. Going outside. We're going outside. Around. They're not happy. Today we have the top five ways to get your kid off their duff and outside. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy were actually quite healthy. They were always running away from something. But they were eating sandwiches all the time. <laughs> Whole different thing. Getting the kids out, getting them moving around, all that kind of stuff. You have a problem with that with, with uh, your youngster, don't you? <laughs> Your youngster? My whippersnapper. I, I suddenly sound like Art Linkletter now, but that's okay. Go ahead. So Have you, were... you brought the youngsters <laughs> out today? <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. <laughs> Jerry is suddenly 87. I don't know why. Hey, don't make fun of the old guy. Are you done? <laughs> I'm done. I got more voices, though. <laughs> make one up that isn't already copyrighted by someone else. That's going to be hard. Anywho. Here's this one. I've copyrighted it for myself. <laughs> Mr. Magoo, they're get all off bad. my lawn. Get off your couch and get on my lawn. So getting the kids up, getting them out, get them off my lawn. That's, you got to have all that get stuff. I'm on my lawn. Factoid, so, factoid. Lots of kids. Don't quite, kids spend seven and a half hours on screen every day. That's no, a full awake, work day. Like 14 and they're at school for like six. Are they counting when they're at school? I don't know, but they're... Because I know there are a lot of things on screens at school. There days. are. I mean, you use a computer and then tablets and everything, but but I think total, they're including that as well. Okay. But if you think about how many ti- how much time a kid spends on a screen after they get home right? and they go straight to the computer or straight to the video game or, and, or and cell phones, cell phone, whatever it is, they're carrying and a smartphone around. Yeah, so seven and a half hours. That's and I would bet that adults probably spend equally or more than that. There are a lot of ways. You know, if your kid is not sports-minded, I think if they're sports-minded, that's probably easier because they're out doing stuff anyway. But even if they're only doing that, it's a good idea to get them to do other things. So if you're trying to get a kid who's more sedentary, likes to play video games, read, whatever, I'm not certainly not dissing them reading, but they need to get up and move around. Um, if because spe- one in three children do not get enough <clears throat> physical activity. So that's 33% of kids are getting enough. So that's more than half that are not getting enough physical activity. That's right. That's a lot. And if we're, uh, we as adults are allowing it because we're worse. We really have. So the first step is to be a good example. Yeah, because, I mean, most parents. Make physical activity a part of your family. Most adults, something like, um. Uh, Something like 80% of adolescents don't get as much activity as they should. But more so than that, 80% of adults don't get as much aerobic or muscle strength training as they should get. And that's really just going out and uh, muscle strengthening activities. We're throwing a bunch of statistics out there, but the point of it is none of us is moving around as much as we should. I mean, the whole point of Old Nerd is to get people up and get out there. But if we're going to get the kids to do it, we have to set good examples. So that's part one. So the first step... On our tips to get kids out of the get house. Get yourself up out Let's of the Get house. yourself up off the couch. <laughs> put down the video game. Put down the food snack after work. Stop you know, playing Candy Crush and walk around yeah, outside. Yeah, put down the phone. I think that's a huge problem. Just a minute, I got to check a call. Um, I think that's a huge <laughs> problem. Uh, oh, text messages. Oh, that's really cool. I could win a million dollars. See, it's so distracting. I mean, I'm exaggerating there, but I, I was in a... Uh, business group meeting this morning and one of the things we were talking about was how to be more productive right and 
almost everyone in every group who stood up to speak said social media is probably our number one killer of productivity. Right. And I would have to add to that that all of our de- our devices are that. So we're doing it. The kids are doing it. We're doing it. The kids are watching us doing what, it. What, of course you can do is while you're walking, you can listen to our podcast because that's, uh, that's a productive exercise use. and productive use of And a, I think that's fine. I mean, if you're using the thing while you're on a bike or whatever, it, I think that's really good. Don't text and ride a bike, please. But I, no. I think that if you're able to use the technology to support your activity, that's fine. But when you spend all your time just sitting on the couch, how many times have you seen kids mm-hmm. sitting on the couch next to each other texting each other you know or in a restaurant I'm only around or, boys but yeah in well, restaurants I've seen <laughs> restaurants a couple I mean yeah. how many times you and I have been out to dinner or something and we see a couple sitting there they don't even speak to each other that's creepy they're texting somebody probably it, not each other maybe not each other but it, they certainly aren't even talking about what they're doing no so uh, we're setting a terrible example of this and if Believe you, it or not, kids are always paying attention, even if you think they're If you don't think they are, else. it's there. It really is. Um, I have a funny story <clears throat> about that, actually. Okay. What's your funny story? Uh, this isn't potato chips, is it? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very random comment. It is a random comment. <laughs> That'll come back later. Yeah, we'll do that um, again. Uh, there, uh, Try it again. My son likes to sleep with the door of his room open. So... The old house we used to live in was relatively small, so the stairs led right to the living room, and his door was just around the corner from that. So we would think that he was up in his room asleep. What he was supposed to be doing was being up in his room asleep, and he would stay up and read. He's one of those kids that would stay up and read. Yeah. And then we would say something, and then he would suddenly comment from upstairs. It was like the voice of God would come down and be like, I guess he's not asleep because he'd be like, no, I didn't do that. And we thought he'd been asleep for half an hour. So they are always paying attention. They are paying attention and they're watching things. Now that's very obvious, but they're also noticing without really knowing it. Mm -hmm. They, they follow our examples. Yeah. So if we come home from work and we sit our butts on the couch Mm -hmm. and turn on Netflix and we're there for four hours binge watching the next, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever. I think that's one of those things we need to really pay attention to. That that's the first step in the defense of our kids' health. Right. And we're not saying never watch TV. We're just saying limit it and spend some time with your kids like outside, especially if the weather's getting nice. It's springtime. Take a walk before or after dinner. Yeah, so last weekend we cleaned up our property. And we had the kid out and gave him a wheelbarrow and had him filling it up. And it, I never saw anything take so long in my whole life. But he, there was a little bit of a he's going to hate us the, someday. Nudging in the butt of of being productive. Come on, kid, let's move. But it. you know, there was a minimal amount of whining, which I was sort of impressed. That with. was pretty cool. I mean, he's not a very active kid at all. And we're trying. This is what brought up this topic. I mean, it's just it's not just us. It's not it's not just this one child who has an issue, this is a problem all the way across the board because I think we have, you know, you throw in the idea of helicopter parents that a kid sneezes the wrong way and they hold them home from school. or yeah, they, they're afraid to let them go outside and skin their they knee. They can't go outside. Go fall down once in a while. Get dirty. It's okay, you know? Oh. I mean, uh, one of the things that I, I was like... constantly in a mud puddle or in the woods as a kid. I was such a tomboy. I, you know I was up was, a tree like 90% of the time. It's very strange that you say that because I remembered as we were discussing some of the stuff to plan for this, I remembered I was very fussy. I didn't like to get dirty. No. I was a farm kid, but I didn't like getting dirty. So I always wore gloves. I had long sleeves, long shirt, or long pants. I had boots. Well, where I lived, you needed long pants and boots. You couldn't just go out there. So and you didn't just... like to get your skin dirty, but if your I didn't clothes get... got dirty, it, yeah, I didn't care it about that. It was it wasn't avoidable. It, it wasn't avoidable. You were just out there, but um, 
I would head out on my bike because I lived in a rural community. We're out in the middle of nowhere. I would head out on the bike and not come back for hours. Yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody worried about it. And I realize it's different out there now. I understand that. But if you even dial that back a couple of notches and just say, you know, you don't have to stand over the kids all the time. If you're not. Let them go two to three streets over in the neighborhood. And, you know, as long as they're not crossing a major highway. Yeah, you got to teach them. They know their limits and their boundaries. You have to teach them those boundaries. When I was a kid, we were allowed to stay inside the development, the complex. Yeah. It was a subdivision. So as long as we didn't go across any of the two major roads. We were allowed to go to other friends' houses, but my parents were probably the most lenient. I had other friends who weren't allowed to go more than a street away from their house, so we had to kind of keep in mind what everybody's boundaries were and how much they would get in trouble if we broke the rules. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> the rules are important. Boundaries, this is all about This is all about setting a good example, setting boundaries, making sure they understand their limitations, but at the same time, it, and we're also being very general here because we're talking about a lot of different age groups. So really, really little kids, you're not going to turn them loose to let them go around the street. Well, of course you know? not. But, you know, kid gets 12 or 13 years old or 11, there's no reason they can't ride their bike around the corner or something well, like they that. Can they need to be taught. walk up to the corner store and get an ice cream and come back. Exercise. Make yes. that the goal. You know, the point is to get out and move around. And some of the things that you can do are... Well, you can make family time into active time. You can like, take the kids like we to did. a trampoline park. Uh, like cleaning so up the yard. Fun. The trampoline park was great. It was really cool. I think cool. the adults may have enjoyed it more than the children. You know, watching them, it seemed like it did. But, but that <laughs> no, was I what... meant us as adults. Oh, I know. But, but I totally thought it was great. But watching the other parents, it was very much the same way because I, I see the kids mimicking the, the parents, and mm-hmm. they got more into it because their parents were into it. Right. And I think that made a huge difference. And you see these adults, 40, 50 years yeah. old, suddenly acting like 12-year-olds Don't trying to climb up the to rope ladder. with your kids. You know, Nobody... life's too freaking short. I'm Nobody's the last one. Nobody's staring at you. If you end up viral yeah, on YouTube, who cares? That's totally cool. Make That's sure you awesome. spell my name right. That's all I'm saying. That's right. So it's it's one of those things. Go outside. Go and out fun. and be there with them. Go Take them to the park. Bike rides. I'm all about bike rides. Batting cages. Yep. Anything physical. Hiking. Putt-putt's fine. Hiking is great. Hiking is really good, but I'm sorry. Hiking is boring. Not give it a purpose. You can make it have a purpose. Yeah, give it something fun. I have a really fun. great idea for that. What's that? Let's have it. If you're, especially if your kids are into science and they're not really outdoorsy, you can make it into a science experiment. Have the kids collect leaves or identify trees, even take their cell phones or their tablets with And there are websites that can they help can you do that. They can take pictures and then make a poster. They might even get extra credit for school. They can learn about the, the things in their environment. I bet there's a tree or a flower or some some sort of botanical identification app oh, there out there are many somewhere. There them. must be something like that. There are definitely many websites. We also do geocaching, which is kind of like a GPS scavenger hunt. Yeah. You go to a certain place and there's a marker and you have to follow the map. And then when you find that marker, you can check it off and say, I found this geocache. Sometimes there's little tiny like uh, plastic toys in there and you can exchange them. That's C-A-C-H-E, right? Geocache. Yes, like the cache Cache. Yeah, so um, so that's stuff you can there do. There is not cash in the woods as far as I'm aware. Well, I wouldn't think so. But there, that's the kind of thing you can do to mix that up a little bit. Uh, what else do you have? Well, you can turn your vacation into an active vacation. Take your kid on a bike riding vacation or whitewater rafting, camping. Something you got to move around. Them do They're stuff. not just going to sit in a hotel. But or... you leave the screens at home. That's right. You don't take the stuff. You, you know, make them interact with people. There's long car rides. We had books. Yeah. 
You know, well, I didn't. We played I Spy in uh, Twenty Questions. Well, what if you got a? If you're like me, you're the only one in the car besides parents. I was then the. I was basically a lonely I, child because my, my family I was, was so much too. older. My parents played I Spy in Twenty Questions with me. So you got to do that with your kids. Or you listen to books on tape. That's really great because it's interactive to a point. But the point is, don't take screens because when you get there, they're going to want the screens to to still play with. So if they're just not there, you can't play with them. And that also means you have to leave your phone in your pocket. You can't be having it out all the time. You need it for travel. Right. But it should be your GPS and it should be your you Camera, know, check on the family your, at home or something. But Not your constant Instagram updates. Exactly. So um, <laughs> so there's that. But uh, what else do you have besides, okay, so an active vacation, what else would you do? Um, plan a an activity day where, especially in the summertime, you can take your kids to the pool. Swimming is always great for that. Take the kids to fly a kite in a field. Use the parks around you. Most states and cities have wonderful park systems nobody knows anything about. Or you can join an outdoor club. Uh, Meetup has a bunch of different clubs for families where you can go and do a different activity like canoeing or something every week or once a month. Do a plan, a new activity, and let the kids be in on planning what it is. Yeah, the the more involved they are, the more they're going to be into it. It's going to be hard to get, hey, we're going to go do this because dad likes to do that. So that's not going to go over well. Let the kids choose something. Um, And avoid the screen type themed things, you know. Um, Even there's way more than this than what we're talking about, but there are a lot of other ways that you can get them involved in something like that too. Also, I thought of, and I don't know if this is on your list or not, but I thought of getting them involved with organizations and groups that do physical activity, not necessarily sports clubs, but things like 4-H or or um, uh, scouts or something where they're going to go out and they're going to be out active and do things because a lot of kids don't do that anymore. They're, the The attendance and membership in those organizations is way down now. That also teaches your kids to feel more a part of their community, which yeah. will make them want to be out in the community. And they they'll get learn to know, things. They know other kids, and they're learning something, and they, you know, they see this kid at the grocery store that they met at a scout jamboree, or that they met at, you know, uh, some of the teenager groups at uh, recreation centers and churches. Some of those are really great. They go out and do activities. So you can look around for community organizations that do things that your kid might be into. My son always goes to Lego Robot Camp, which isn't particularly active, but it gets him out in the community, and he is building something. So he's moving around and not staring at a screen. He's not staring at a screen. So I'll, and they have I'll a competition at the end. So it teaches them, you know, the value of hard work and trying to get your machine to do what it's supposed to do. So what do you do when the kid resists? Like if you can't get the kid to get on board, there has to be something. I mean, at some point you have to be a parent. Well, you have to tell them they get an hour of screen time and then they have to find something physical to do. If they don't want to do what you have planned, either they suck it up and go do it because they're minors and you can make them. <laughs> or Parenting is or fun. you ask them to come up with an activity and say, you plan something, I'll go do it with you. Make them a part of the idea. Yeah, we said that a little while ago. It's just the more interactive they are, the more involved they are, the better they'll like it. And But again, you have to... You have to set the boundaries and the guidelines, and and there has to be some accountability for it. It could be anything, even if you just went and bought one of those giant Frisbees and walked to the park. I don't know what a giant Frisbee is. just a giant Frisbee. It's a Frisbee about the size of a trash can lid. Really? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Why not just use a regular Frisbee? Because they fly higher. Or a kite. 
any number of things people, at the local you know, dollar store will keep kites. your kids occupied. Do do people still go out and fly? I can't, I see them all the time. Oh, I mean, we used to love going to the park. There was a big long field, and he loved running and chasing the kite. We did it a year and a half ago. He likes the physics of it, trying to figure out why the kite will or will not stay up in the air. Well, he's a little nerdy. So he's he a little nerdy. He likes to find out why it stays out. up there. But he's running around chasing after this kite. The kite is chasing him sometimes, he's depending on what's going on. He's dragging it through the air. Yeah. yeah, he's dragging it through the air. <laughs> uh, so that's definitely active. Or even if you go and, you know, watch a sporting event, at least you're getting your kids used to being interested in sports. I know that eating hot dogs and watching a baseball games doesn't really do it. Necessarily no. <laughs> being active, but, but maybe if they see it, they might want to play it. Yeah, they might be more interested. And in expose them into uh, expose them to things they've never seen before. We have quite an active rugby tournament around here. There's a the we ru- do. I've never yeah. seen it before either. The, the rugby community here is pretty pretty busy and active. And there's it, a it, Dayton rugby community. There's a whole league. Had no idea. Here. And that's a really cool thing to watch because man, those guys are rough. You mm-hmm. know, it's not, and that's not something I recommend for young kids, obviously, but. That's just another one of those unusual things. Get them out, let them see it, and you never know what they might be interested in. Or if you want to get your kid out in the community, another great way to do that is to join a 5K or a walk or a run for a charity event. Which you're going to have to practice for. Yes. You can't just jump out there and do a 5K. So that's going to be a little training time. Teach your kids about community involvement, helping someone less fortunate than them or someone who's ill. Maybe they have a friend who has an illness. You can find a charity run for that. Right. That way they can resolve it with something in their head that they care about. So back to the other part about if they don't want to do it um, or they don't want to do any of this stuff and they're really resistant, you're going to have to set some boundaries. Yeah. And they're going to have to have, to have, they will have to have consequences for that. And they don't have to be super strict or anything, but if it's really that important to you, you have to make it just as important as them doing their homework or whatever else that they're required to do. Well, I think of it as an investment in their future. You don't want them to be uh, unhealthy when they grow up. And trying to teach them that lifestyle, yeah. That by example, again, by right. being out there and everybody doing it together will go a long way. Than but just saying you got to go do that. Yeah, if they learn that as kids, they're going to grow up and they can be healthier already. They won't have to backslide and try to undo all of these unhealthy habits because they'll have healthier ones. And that's hard to do. I mean, it's it, as it, a person who used to have a lot of unhealthy habits. Yes, it can be very hard. It is very to hard to reteach yourself things. And I, I think I only got lucky with my unhealthy habits because I wasn't a big person to start with. My family doesn't have a lot of bad genetics to work against, so I, that helped me a little bit. But I can't imagine, as hard as it has been for me just mm-hmm. to get that stuff under control, if a kid grows up and never had any interest in any of this, very much like right. I was, how do you motivate them? Mm-hmm. you got to start now. Well, yeah, start as early as possible. When your kids are two or three, take them to the park. They'll get used to that. They love the slides and the swings. When they're little, it's really easy to get them to do things because they don't know any better. They just go wherever you go. Teenagers are a little bit harder to motivate. Maybe you can get, let them do something and bring one of their friends, and maybe they'll be a little less resistant. Like the two kids can go to the batting cage together. Right. And, and then, then you know, you could be in there too. Right. I mean, everybody's doing it together. And, and I believe uh, recently one hit more balls than two <laughs> boys that were at the batting cage at <laughs> Young's Dairy here not, in Dayton not recently. A baseball player. And I'm I was never a baseball player either, but there was a, a a big boy and a little boy who got schooled at baseball, softball a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I hit three out of ten, but, you know. I, no, you got four. Oh, I got four. You got four. That I got none. Activity. I bunted one, I think. <laughs> Not intentionally. It just bounced off my bat. I think it really... <laughs> it bounced off the back of my head and went the right direction. <laughs> it went the right way. If you have a pet, one way to force your kids take to the kid, take exercise. Take the pet for a walk. 
uh, if you have a turtle, that might not be quite as useful <laughs> as an exercise. It will be a lot of aerobics exercise that way. But maybe they have to give the dog a bath or uh, take him for a walk. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend putting the hamster on a leash. You know, that's yeah needs to be a dog. I think is the, about the only thing you, you can do. You can that walk way. cats, actually. Oh, you know something I thought of too: horseback riding. That is a great idea. Take take them totally to introduce fun. them to horses. Let them get out there because it's it's physically strenuous to be on a horse. Mm-hmm. And horses are actually really good for people with anxiety. They really are. They're they're a lot calmer. There's a lot of organizations around that. If you have a kid who's a little anxious or maybe you have some some autism or anything like that. There are a lot of organizations that have riding centers for things like that. Um, so, you know, you got to be comfortable with big animals, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's, in a situation like that, there are people who will help you. And these horses are bred to be more, they are use certain well, horses that are A lot are of them are retired. The yeah. You know, they, they tend to be they're retired from other more things. Relaxed much more calm. So It's not like trying to ride silver from... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so silver, for all of you people under 30... Is the Lone Ranger's horse? <laughs> um, he never had to call and him. He used to jump up in the or, ground. He yeah. jumped up on two feet. All the he reared up. Two yeah. hooves. Ohio silver hoops. Yes. Hoops. Yes. Two hoops. His back. His back legs. Back legs. Yes. And that went sideways quick. So um, <laughs> get your kid up on their back legs. Make them, you know, be running around. Do your kids have front legs and back legs? Well, it depends on what they're doing. You wow. know, if they're if, well, if they're crawling around on the crawling ground. around on the ground. But you know what? Kids don't crawl around on the ground anymore. No. That's the thing. Go to the freaking outside, kid. Oh, I mean, come and on. if it's winter, one of the great things you can do is take your kids to like um, an indoor trampoline park, like we talked about. You can go sledding. Or you could go sledding or build snowmen or make them shovel the walk. There's an idea. If there's snow. If you live here, there's, if there's it's anybody's no snow, guess. then there's probably no need to shovel the shovel walk. Shovel the walk anyway. Shovel Get the invisible snow. Invisible snow is yeah. a lot lighter. I want to see no walk out there when you're done. Take the walk and move it somewhere. Oh, why'd the chicken cross the road? Why did the chicken cross the road? To get away from the old white guy with a cleaver and a white suit. I know why the chicken crossed the road. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because he was going to the park to fly a kite with his family. There you go. Why did the little <laughs> kid cross the road to get away from a chicken with his family? You know, we have chickens in the backyard. Did you see them? They're uh, like wandering around the backyard. They're not your chickens. They're though. not my chickens. I don't know where the chickens came from. They're just wandering around the backyard. The chickens are on some sort of loan from neighbors. <laughs> I'm not sure the chickens are aware. They're of... big chickens. Is that a thing? Can you have like an Amber Alert for a chicken? Like uh, lost. They don't chickens? seem to be lost. They they have a sort of a routine. They come over here at certain times of the here. day. What about chickens recess? in the How come children don't have recess anymore? What's that about? I think they do, but I, you know, I'm my not, son's school does not have recess. I'm not sure they don't. I'm not sure they encourage anything. They anymore. have gym class, so they're required to be active in gym class. They don't have recess. No, I they didn't don't know have that. Time after lunch, they have another class. Huh? Well, but lunch, they get out really lunch. early. I mean, to me, that I think they get out really. Isn't oh. like two thirty, two forty-five, right? Yeah, you get some so. Lunch. That's really early because we never got out of school till almost three thirty. What time did you go in? Seven thirty. Well, it's about the same time. It was a long day. Uh, I remember that my friends always, who were in public school, always got home earlier than I was, and I would be so mad because they got extra days off. We never did that. We always. And they I got didn't get home, home before four thirty every day. And they started school later than the Catholic school, and they got out earlier. So we had, had something like called less days somehow. We didn't have enough buses, and we had a lot more rural areas, mm-hmm. so they had something called late bus, early bus, and late bus. And the bus had to go. The so bus far. had to go do a route and then come back and do another route, wow. and. I was always on the late bus route, so I always had to wait, and I never got home before 4.30, quarter to 5. It was a long day, but I got my homework done because all yeah. you can do is wait. And yeah. But if kids or are not moving around... you could play out in the field with some of your friends after school. You could do that. We had a great big soccer field next to the school. People, uh, sometimes they'd let us go outside, and sometimes they wouldn't. So, mm-hmm. um, But if, you know, if 
if your teachers or your you know administrators around here and you don't offer some of that free open time to put kids outside and let them you know do their thing and it helps them burn off energy too it really does i mean i i think we we know now that people are being kids are being overprescribed for ADHD medications things like mm-hmm. that when it's really just they're just cooped up all the time yeah. and we don't have a lot of that same kind of thing that we had 40 years ago when I was a kid when you just went outside. There right. was nothing else to do. There was TV was going to rot our brains. And it brains. doesn't always have to be planned. You just throw them in the backyard. Nope, and just go. Go outside, do something. And a couple of Frisbees out there. and Yeah. Stuff's yeah. cheap. The dollar store has Frisbees and little rubber balls. and All those fake lacrosse things with the little nets and the, uh, the Velcro. You ever seen the Velcro ball with the two paddles? Oh, yeah. Those are fun. Um, there's... And, and, and they won't break a window. Oh, yes, they will. That'll still break a window. That's a tennis ball. I broke a really valuable lamp with a Nerf ball once, so I don't want to hear okay, about it. Okay, why was the lamp outside? It wasn't outside. That's and the why, problem. Why were you playing with it? <laughs> because the, the advertisement on TV, you got to remember that when I was a kid, Nerf was brand new. and they all did there were play inside. All there were were balls. Mm-hmm. We didn't have guns and you know machine gun but Nerf things and spaceships. Why is it on the commercials for kids playing in with games? They were always in like a living room with balls and like, Sports and the first equipment. thing your parents would do, even old lady Brady would say, don't play ball in the house. Right. And here's these kids on the commercials. And so I was playing with my Nerf ball in the house. And one of my mom's antique lamps happened to be sitting there. And somehow I broke the shade. Mm. And it could not be replaced. This is a, I, but Except you know what? by the other 35 antique lamps I, that are here. Well, there are a lot of uh, antique <laughs> lamps over there. Yeah. But, but not that one. Not that one. It was very different. But my thinking was this, you know, somebody must have absorbed the idea. Why did you give him a ball? Mm-hmm. To play within the house in the first place. So I don't know what happened there. But um, I never had to be told to go outside. At the same time, though, I was very much, I liked being inside. I wanted to be in my room. That was where all my cool stuff was. But Yeah, you used to get grounded from your room. Yeah, I would get grounded from my room. Instead of being grounded in your room. I was, I was in grounded, trouble. So I had to go outside. Go <laughs> if I was in trouble, I had to go so outside. So that's a really interesting <laughs> I was <thing>. very backwards. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We have kids like that now. Only for different reasons. So now, if you've got a kid, the best thing you can do for him is to ground him and make mm-hmm. him stay in his room. You'd have to take the video away and stuff. Our son doesn't have any activities that are any fun in his room. Can I tell you, you need you parents out there, turn off the flipping Wi-Fi or put a password on it that you can shut it down so they can't do anything anymore. Only let the kids on the guest Wi-Fi. Yeah, and have a special <laughs> password and this, the guest Wi-Fi, you have to turn it off and on and you can flip. If it doesn't have any password, something they can play on their games or whatever, or even has one, but you can unplug it. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. You know, you have control over that. Well, my kid can't, whatever. You got to be a parent at some point. And, you know, if you're not going to take control over it and make them do certain things and keep them you know, uh, doing what you supposedly want them to do. There are also parental controls on a lot of the video games, and they will set timers, and it will turn the whole system... Disable itself, It turns the system off at a certain time. One other thing that you can do that we haven't even talked about, which is important to physical activity Are we having snacks now? It is, actually. uh, Was healthy snacks with your kids. Cooking, learning to make food. Teach your kids how to cook and be healthy with with food. Um, yeah, I'm not sure peanut butter and jelly is going to sustain you if you. I learned to do yourself. everything except cook and sew. I, I can manage the house, but I couldn't cook and sew. And so was, you can't cook. I really can't cook. That <laughs> I'm not a good cook at all. I have a few things that I can make, and I could probably stay alive. But 
I'm not really big on food anyway, so I don't really care. Only make ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly go so long. Well, I don't really like ramen that much, but yeah, I can do that because it's, mm-hmm. you know, boil some water and you're good to go. You learned how to make eggs, which you can't even eat. I did to take <laughs> care of my dad. I learned how to make hard boiled eggs, but... Um, but healthy meals are fun. They have a lot of books out there for teaching kids how to cook. They can have fun. You can make little pretzel kebabs with fruit and cheese on them, and they look really cute, and the kids are enjoying them. Now, when your kids are 13 or 14, they may, they're going to make those healthy choices for themselves if that's what they've grown up with, or you don't have the junk in the house, you know? You don't have to keep chips and cookies in your house. There's no rule. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, it, it's really about, um, I mean, food is a whole nother podcast, but... Uh, in our next season, we're going to be talking to people like nutritionists and dietitians, things like that, uh, who will be guests on the show, and we'll talk about those kinds of things. But um, simple things like keeping finger food type uh, vegetables and fruit and things like that around. So have healthy snacks in the house when the kids get home from school so they have choices of carrots or cheese sticks instead of potato chips and Snickers. So one thing I want to stress really is that we are not the end-all, be-all of information on this. Oh, go. No. These go, are all opinions, and, and some of this information research. came from government healthy websites, and some of it came from parents.com. Parent magazine. Go, go out and look for some of these research pieces, but at the same time, have a talk with your kids. You know, sit down and go, hey, we need to have you move around a little more, and we're going to do it with you. But we, we, need, we need to know what you might like. And if the kid's super resistant, I don't know how to tell you to deal yeah. with that. You know your own kids. But if they're not, then jump on it. Let them do whatever they want to do and be in there with them. Well, motivate them. Take them bowling. Bowling is great. Bowling's good you exercise. You know what else I thought of that we used to do as kids, which is actually moving around, which you wouldn't think? Charades. You're up and you're jumping well, around I the suppose house. That's true too. Yeah, if you're stuck inside on a rainy day, that's or absolutely. If it's winter, yep, there, those are there's good. some. Uh, it's everybody involved. Some active things like charades or have a scavenger hunt in your living room. Yoga classes. Yeah, you can do that in a small amount of space in kids your might home, too. Get, there's kids' yoga classes that are designed to help them move swimming around and courses. stretch. Swimming. We've talked about swimming before. Um, there's lots of little... Now we're just throwing out random stuff, but you get clinics. the idea. I mean, there's lots of things they can do that they would like mm-hmm. and that you can be a part of with them. And I think that's really where it comes down to. If you're not setting a good example, they're not mm-hmm. going to follow you anyway. I think the other thing to do is, you know, if your kids are smaller, young kids are highly motivated by stickers. So toddlers love charts and give them a little reward system. Oh, that's a great idea. If your kids are maybe between the ages of two and seven, they have seven to ten (laughs) stickers and they get a special treat and they can go to the dollar store and buy, you know, a toy. A special toy. Yeah. So it helps to have them a measurable goal, some kind of chart. If your kids are older, they might like to look at, you know, pie charts and stuff like that. So find a way to motivate them with a reward system. I don't think it matters what the age group is. If there's something like that available, I mean, little kids will respond to the gold star on a sticker pad but But maybe just a checklist anyway another thing that actually is an amazing way to get exercise is in the summertime you can go to a theme park or a water park there's a lot of walking Uh, involved a lot of walking involved in street fairs and festivals fairs and festivals i'll buy water parks that kind of thing i'm not a fan this is going to be a siskel and ebert moment because i'm going to thumbs down on that one i don't because of the unhealthy foods i it's the unhealthy foods it's the extravagant expense it's the ridiculousness of the fake environment but if that's something that your family enjoys that's a good way to get exercise i see that but there's not any real exercise involved in walking from one ride to another and standing there for two hours 
I don't think that's exercise. But there's if they of, have you walk like six miles when you go to King's Landing. Maybe, but that's all you're getting out of it. Kids, right. kids need more we than just the walk. We won't do that part. Then let's not do that. I mean, if you really feel that's the only way to get them to move around, then go for it. But I don't think that's necessarily what I would consider street good fairs and music festivals. How about that? I think you have the same problem. I think it's great to get them outside, unhealthy. and and both of those things are great for getting them outside and away from a screen and doing something. But right. that exercise and a and a wellness kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Festivals and fairs well, and all that. It's not a consistent level of exercise. It's you're not, walking around and then standing. And there what and is the one goal of a fair, a festival, or a theme park? Get as much deep fried food as possible. Sell you food, right? <laughs> Those are trying to sell you food. Oh, it, I thought you meant that. What was my one goal of going to a street fair festival? To eat the food that they're the selling. Deep fried deliciousness. Yes. yes. Well, that's the problem. Yes. So you, I don't necessarily think that's a good way to go. What about it, like a produce market? Take your kids to the produce market. You're still just walking around. But I mean, it's still but a you're better combining the food. Food in the walking, it's still a better so thing. They're but, getting healthy foods. Um, but you still have don't do things that are food focused of any kind. I don't think even healthy food is a good idea because you're just walking around all the time. Right. Plant a garden. Go out yes. and work in the garden. That yes. I'll go for. You and know, then I, you can see the kids can actually learn where their food comes from because they can watch it grow. Yeah, and they're going to be incredibly. Unless you happen bored. to be a, a farm kid, or you happen to grow up in a place where you are you going all the to time. going yeah. to the farm to get your eggs, and most people don't realize the farm-to-table part of their lives are grocery store-to-table, not farm-to-table. Yeah, that's right. And and so they're learning stuff. So I don't disagree with any of that. My my concern on things that are food-focused or uh, like the fair festival kind of thing where you're just walking around and standing in lines, I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's a terrible thing to do just because you're walking around at least, but you're not getting any sort of cardio or, I mean, there's nothing involved there yeah. but the walking around. So anyway... The whole point is find a creative way to get your kids active. Be a good example. So get active yourself. Eat healthier. Set the example first, like you said. And have a reward system. For yourself as well. Yeah. If You know what? If you find a way to reward yourself by getting yourself a new outfit for your bicycle, even that, you know, it's related to health and you might need a new outfit. Outfit for the bicycle, but it's also related to rewarding yourself for an accomplishment. Yeah, and kids need that reinforcement. Positive you know, reinforcement. Everybody positive reinforcement that. all the time. And with something like this, if you get them to do anything, they should. I, I'm not. You know, I'm always on the fence about rewarding kids for doing what they're supposed to do. Like, I don't know about. Well, I'm not saying give them a sticker every time they walk across the living room, but. But if there's an activity, and let's say we're going to do 30 minutes a day mm-hmm. of physical, like top bottom physical activity. You're gonna put a you're gonna put a decal on that thing. Top bottom meaning you know an upper body thing, lower body thing. Oh, okay. you're, you're not just walking. You're using all your muscles. Resistance training. Resistance training, not necessarily in that mentality, but mm-hmm. you're moving around, carrying sticks out of the yard, whatever yeah. you're doing. It's very physically active. Doing all those things and giving them some kind of reward for it. I mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. But at some point, you have to wean them off to the reward and just to know that the end result, and I know kids don't respond to this, a lot of adults don't either, the end result is the reward. Right. They're well, never and the yard is that. cleaner, so they if they fall down and they don't get a stick in, yeah. their, in their leg because they've cleaned up the yard. Um, or you don't. I yeah. think that's even better. <laughs> if one of your kids is the one that mows the lawn, they don't get a stick that flies out and you know, Goes through a car window. hurts somebody. Yeah, that'd be bad. So in the end, be creative, stay safe. Use safety measures if you're riding a bike, wear a helmet, all of that stuff. But, you know, whatever works for your family. If if anything is better than them sitting on the couch staring at a screen for six hours a day. 
And we want to hear from you. Go out to our Facebook page and send us ideas you have for keeping your kids up and moving. Yeah, things that work, things that didn't work, funny stories, any of that. Share it out there. The links are there for all the Facebook and everything. It's oldnerdinthegym.com. <laughs> Old Nerd Fitness is everything else. So yes. that's where you find Twitter and Facebook and all that. It's just Old Nerd right. Fitness. We're We're, uh, in the end, it all comes down to what we always say. Get up and get out there and do it with your family. So this is Jerry Deer with Julie Barth, and we will see you on the next Old Nerd in the Gym podcast. Bye, Jerry. Bye, Julie.